This is The Dotted Line. You're on 3MDR. Natalie D. Napoleon has a new album out. Wanted to be the shore, but instead you were the sea. Natalie joins me. Hi, Natalie. Hi, great to be here. Excellent to have you here. Congratulations on the album. Thank you so much. Tell me a bit about it. I'm, I'm intrigued by your recording process. Yeah, well, um, just decided to do something different. You know, over the years I'd recorded in studios before and, and had had wonderful experiences recording in studios, but um, as a musician and an artist, you're always pushing yourself to do something different. And I'd been playing these songs with my band in Santa Barbara for a while and um, Jim Connolly, who's the upright bass player, and I cooked up this idea of recording the album with one mic in a 100-year-old wooden chapel. Um, we decided to just throw caution to the wind and go in there and see what we could make happen. We went in over a couple of weekends and we got as many takes as we could of each song. We got uh, takes of the songs with vocals and then we went and got instrumental takes of the songs without vocals as well. So I had the option to, you know, go in and, and sing later, particularly because like singing and the vocals are a really important part of what I do as a musician. So, yeah, we really made sure that we did that. And as it turned out, six of the tracks on the album are the entire live takes with a few little um, vocal backing overdubs and a little bit of um, added percussion and stuff like that. And, yeah, the other six songs, I, I went in and just redid the vocals over the instrumental take. So pretty stoked with the results that we got. Yeah, they're, pre- they're pretty good. Uh, I was quite intrigued as to whether you did it all just live or whether you had actually done any overdubbing at all but it it certainly has that um that live feel to it yeah so yeah pretty much like i said everything's live and it was really nice to not be like playing to a clip track and you know lining everything up according to the lines in pro tools and all that stuff that engineers like to do it was nice (laughs) just to you know throw away that whole sort of obsession we have today with electronics and perfection and and just to capture the magic of four people in a room playing songs, facing each other, looking at each other, you know, who, who know each other and the work and, and creating this, these beautiful live moments. You know, it was really things like the Cowboy Junkies Trinity Sessions and um, Neil Finn recorded an album called Out of Silence and the whole album was live. They were the two of the main inspirations for me, that and Nico Case's albums and their real old-timey sound. So I was wanting to capture that as well and I think we we succeeded with You Wanted to Be the Shore. That's a, a beautiful description. It, it is, you do get lost in sometimes the technology that's involved in recording and to take it back to being just interaction of musicians... That's a pretty sweet idea. Yeah, and it seemed to be really timely with what's happened with COVID because yes. people are, you know, we're craving this human connection and this humanness and, and we're realising all these things that the digital world has can give us and can't give us. And one of those is just true human connection. And I think, personally, music is the oldest language that exists on Earth. I think we were probably singing and making noises before we could even speak. So, and if you think about, you know, the the songs of birds and things like that, I I just think, yeah, music is the oldest language and we're just tapping into that as musicians when we're making music and recording songs. 
Tell me a bit about Thunder Rumour, which is, I think, the first single off the album. Beautiful production on this one. And I've got to say, uh, kind of um, kind of sweet electric guitar in there. Yeah, we co-opted Doug Pettibone, who played with Lucinda Williams for many years, to come on in and play guitar on the album. And, yeah, he only lived half an hour away in Ventura, California. So sent, in the, sent him the demos and he listened to the album and he really loved the way it sounded. So, yeah, he came on into the sessions. And uh, Thunder Rumour was a tough song because I started out this album trying to do something different. You know, I'm a singer-songwriter. I write these confessional, personal songs for so many years. And again, kind of like the recording live with one mic thing, I tried to push myself and actually write songs from points of views of different women and different characters. And Thunder Rumour came from reading a statistic that the most dangerous time in a woman's life if she is in an abusive relationship is when she tries to leave that relationship. Her chance of like being murdered increases like 20-fold or 100-fold. It's, it's a chilling statistic. And so I really wanted to, you know, I'm trying to always trying to seek out to write songs about just something different, you know, something that hasn't been written about before. So I tried to capture this feeling of fear and courage that a woman would have to, to leave this relationship. And that came through in Thunder Rumour. And when Doug Pettibone turned out up to the sessions, you know, he listened to the demos, he'd, uh, he charted out the chords and everything. And I think we did one take of the song and he was kind of noodling, trying to work it out. Came in to do the second take and, and I just said, yeah, I, I like what you did, you know. Um, love to hear you just growl in right at the beginning of the song. And, yeah, just while we were playing it, just knew he nailed it. So that was like what you hear is his second take of playing that song. Set fire to your clothes on the front lawn You said, babe, I can find any port in the storm Every time it rings, my blood turns cold My blood turns cold My blood turns cold My blood turns cold Are you coming home? I heard a thunder rumor I heard a thunder rumor
This is The Dotted Line, 97.1 FM. I'm chatting to Natalie Di Napoleon. She has a new album that has just been released. Wanted to be the shore, but instead you were the sea is the title of the album. Tell me a bit about uh, working overseas. You, you're originally from Fremantle in WA, I believe, yes. and you're back there again now, but you were in, mm-hmm. in America for quite a while. What's, what's the story there? Yeah, I was in Santa Barbara, California. I, I had a friend um, many years ago, and I'd split up with my husband and got divorced, and I read Eat, Pray, Love, and so I decided to do my own Eat, Pray, Love thing and, <laughs> and um, go on a big world trip and reclaim my own life. And this friend in America said, yeah, come, come and visit me. We'll, we'll drive through dusty deserts in my Mustang and eat in greasy diners and explore lost desert highways. I think oh. it was something really beautiful like that that he wrote me. I was going to say, that's an offer you cannot refuse. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, so I went over to see my friend Brett and, um, yeah, we fell in love and Santa Barbara, California was just an amazing place to be. And as it turned out, it, it, it was um, just such a great move. Uh, you know, Brett and I got married and bought a house and had a kid and then through being in California, I met up with Kenny Edwards who used to play with Linda Ronstadt and we started playing in a trio together with Kenny Edwards and Dan Phillips and I and did that for many years. And then, yeah, while I was there, I had the chance to record with David Pilch who'd worked with Katie Lang. He was Katie Lang's bass player for about 20 years and he recorded my first solo album, Leaving Me Dry. So just amazing, amazing experiences. You know, played South by Southwest, did a bit of touring and playing around LA and the Southwest and, and Texas and stuff and just had a blast just exploring America and learning about American music. You are also a poet. Now, I think it was poetry that brought you back to Fremantle. It was. <laughs> Would you believe it? I've been... Um, writing poetry and creative nonfiction and short stories for as long as I've been writing music. And yeah, I'd sort of, um, I'd felt, I was pretty burnt out by music. Um, I had sort of poured every hope and dream and everything into it and, and I felt like things weren't happening for me. So I had a little break from it for a while and, and I went back and did a Master of Arts in writing and all these poems started pouring out of me wrote a poem called First Blood of Sustina and I entered it in the Bruce Dorr National Poetry Prize in Australia. And, um, yeah, lo and behold, I won to my great surprise. And, it's yeah, it's a really major poetry prize back home here. Indeed. And, yeah, through winning that prize, I just thought I'm really enjoying writing. I'm getting, you know, I'm really enjoying writing poetry. I'm getting a really great return from this. So I, I decided to apply for a PhD in creative writing and applied for a scholarship. And yeah, I, I won a scholarship and I just thought, okay, I seem to be getting the message. I'll, I'll pursue this writing thing further. And then as it turned out, sort of writing, music returned to me just as I'd, I'd finished my master's degree to two, three years before I left America, the song started flowing again. So I don't know what it was, but um, yeah combining the poetry and music world seems to really be working for me. How to break a spell. This is kind of an interesting bit of songwriting. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a really fun song. I'm really into astrology and reading tarot cards and stuff like that. I follow this astrologer in California called Rob Brezhne and he writes these really lovely columns and 
one day he started off one of his columns with the, the line, every day for 100 days, forget your own name. And that was it. I just read that line and I wrote it down. And then I just started writing more lines like that, that were spells and wishes and stuff. And, and out came How to Break a Spell. I love Dan Phillips' piano playing in this song. Dan's just an incredible piano player. He, he studied up in Berkeley in California. He designs keyboards for Korg. And I, I love like what he plays is almost like this Bruce Hornsby style little riff in that song. And, and I just absolutely love hearing that every time I listen back to it. There's also, uh, I noticed, a lovely interaction between those those keys and the cello, I think it is. Yes. Yeah, that, that, um, actually, Jim, there is some cello on the song and also some live bowing by Jim on the upright bass, which is uh, amazing. Like, of course, he'll switch yeah. from, yeah, he'll switch from playing notes to he's got a little, little pocket attached to the bass and he'll pull out his bow and he'll, and he'll start bowing in certain parts as well. So yeah, just, just incredible. Who am 
This is The Dotted Line. I'm chatting to Natalie de Napoleon. How do I find you? How do I find the album? Uh, Bandcamp is mainly where I'm selling it, but of course it's everywhere else on all streaming services, Apple Music, Spotify, all of those. But I have been saying to people if they do love what I do and they would like me to continue making music, if they can go to Bandcamp and download a copy or order a CD, which I post to them within a few days, that helps me immensely because, yeah, we only make pennies on the dollar for streaming services. So love it if people go to www.nataliednapoleon.bandcamp.com. They can find my album there, but yeah, if people just type my name in Natalie, the letter D hyphen Napoleon, they'll, uh, they'll find all my music online. We always push Bandcamp. Bandcamp, the artists actually get the money as opposed to uh, big multinationals. So yes, and if people uh, are interested, first Friday of the month at the moment is Bandcamp Friday, where the artist gets all of the money. So yes, Bandcamp. Yeah, well done. Great plug. <laughs> Thanks for that. That's, that's really awesome. And I think um, the other important thing for people to know is that my album actually debuted at number five on the 100% indie air charts in Australia. And, you know, I'm a 100% independent artist. It's just myself, my husband, Stuart Coop Publicity, working on my album. Um, so I just thank everyone who buys it. I mean, the only way that happens is, you know, from people buying the album or adding it to their Apple Music and or buying copies of the CD. You beat me to it. I was actually going to ask you about that, but uh, yeah. This is The Dotted Line. I am chatting to Natalie Dean Napoleon about her new album. Tell me about Wildflowers. Oh, Wildflowers. This, this album was really amazing because... I really dug deep and found out a lot about songwriting through this album and, and I was reading something and it and I can't remember who the songwriter was, but they said, you know, occasionally the song gods gift you a song. <laughs> you pick up your guitar and it's like you're a conduit yes. and the song flows through you. So as long as the song takes to perform is as long as the song is written and Wildflowers was, was one of those songs. I had had this idea in my head. I just kept wanting to write a song that could be sung still in 100 years' time. You know, I'm a folk artist. I'm an Americana artist. Um, I love Dylan. I grew up listening to Dylan. And, and when you, like, dig deep into those folk traditions and you've lived in America and, you know, all those bluegrass songs that have been sung for hundreds of years, you just start thinking, wow, you know, what if I could just have a go at this? So Wildflowers was my attempt to write a song that could still be sung in 100 years' time. And um, as long as the song takes to listen to was pretty much how long it, it, it took me to write. Worked on the lyrics for about two or three hours after I'd sort of got the, the main part of the song worked out, but that's, that's pretty much it. So, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a very special song in my heart to me. body Don't burn me to dust In the field where I lay 
Let my blood turn to This is The Dotted Line. I'm chatting to Natalie D. Napoleon about her brand new album, Soft. Tell me about Soft. This has got some lovely double bass playing in it, I've got to say. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love like that this song's like really sexy and it's got a little few little jazz tinges in it. Soft was again me thinking about like again breaking through cliches, the same stories people tell about women, you know oh, you saved me because you're so soft and beautiful and your loving eyes and blah, blah, blah. And I started thinking, you know what? Some of the hardest people I know are women. And then I started thinking, I actually know a lot of soft, loving, caring men. And I thought, well, this is something to write a song about. So, yeah, you know, you wanted a woman who was soft, but you got one who's hard, only you can melt my heart. That's, yeah, that's that's my attempt to sort of break through these cliches about who we imagine men and women are. I can pinch a penny But I can't save a dime 
This is the dotted line, 97.1 FM. You got any gigs coming up or anything like that? That's a bit of a crazy question at the moment, although you are in WA, so you probably do, but I doubt whether we're going to see you in on the East Coast anytime soon. We are working on it. Because the album has done so well and I've had such a good response from people, really working on trying to make it happen to play some shows in the Eastern States 
you know, we're looking at Tasmania and Queensland and South Australia so far because we can go to those states without isolating. And, um, yeah, got a gig coming up at the local hotel in, in Fremantle where local journalist Bob Gordon interviews artists and then we play a little set. So I will be doing that on the 10th of December. And, yeah, just working on some regional WA shows and, and trying to work out an Eastern States tour for January or February next year. You know, music is a gift. It's healing. Um, as we found through the pandemic, music, art, writing, these are the things that sustain us as human beings. I think maybe before the pandemic, people were really getting a little um, lackadaisical about, you know, the impact of art on their lives. And I think during the pandemic, people realised that this stuff is like the air we breathe. It is art and music are what we need to sustain us. And I just, you know, that show we did at the Duke of George, people just, they loved it. They were so happy to be out and be hearing music and just be connecting as a human being with other people through sharing songs. Chatting to... Natalie, Dee Napoleon, about her brand new album. Now, the album is called You Wanted to Be the Shore, but instead you were the sea. Tell me a little bit about the title track. I've got to say, when I first listened to it, I, I, I remembered the old adage, uh, never piss off a songwriter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point there. <laughs> um, that song, yeah, it's about... so. Um, I was working at a writing centre in America. Wonderful, wonderful job. Absolutely loved it, which has sent me on my on my journey now to doing a PhD. And we were doing one-on-one tutoring with students. And a lot of students would come in with personal essays and stories. Now, I can't divulge those stories because they're personal and we have confidentiality. But through the student stories and people I knew in my personal life, I came to see that a lot of people had had really difficult and traumatic childhoods where they had been treated very badly by um, people they loved or trusted. So this song was my metaphorical exploration of of telling these stories of people who've had traumatic childhoods and and giving a voice to them. A lovely bit of lap steel in it too. Is it lap steel that I can hear playing there? It's actually pedal steel, yeah, and it's Doug, Doug Pettibones playing that. And again, cello or is it the double bass being bowed? But it's they, the, the two together react beautifully. Yeah, actually with that one, that was we did have to overdub later um, with that song. So we did add the pedal steel later. The guitar was played live, the bass was played live and the cello was added by Jesse Rhodes who helped me with the vocal overdubs, some other instrumental overdubs later. So yeah, he did a lovely job there. How could I have ever known That the house I lived in was not a home When I was a child I wanted to believe You were the shore But instead you were the sea It's not my fault, it's not my fault I'll say it again so I remember It's not my fault How could I have ever known 
When my compass was broken in the storm I was so far west I couldn't see The sun arising in the east It was not my fault, it's not my fault Say it again so I remember it's not my fault I was the sun, you were the black cloud Cumulus gathering inside my Instead you were the sea 